fire it up. Texas Home Improvement is on the air with your host, Jim Dutton. Hi, Jim. Hello, Jim. Texas Home Improvement is brought to you by Due West Services. When you want the best, call Due West Sunburst Shutters, where beauty meets energy efficiency. More plumbing supplies, bath and kitchen show place. Man, you are just a world of knowledge. You know that? Thank you. America's Choice Windows with 10 windows for just $36.80. Carrier, the official air conditioning and heating system of Texas Home Improvement. James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Ace Hardware, the helpful place. Call Jim now for advice, money-saving tips, and all your home improvement questions at 866-937-0003. That's 866-937-0003. And brought to you by Guardian Roof Systems for all your roofing needs. Texas Remodel Team, your complete solution for home renovations. Carrier, the official air conditioning and heating system of Texas Home Improvement. And IQ Auto Buyers, the smart way to sell your car. And now, broadcasting live from the floor in the core studios. Please clap. Here's Jim Dutton. And welcome to Texas Home Improvement, 713-212-5874. That's 713-212-5874. This portion of Texas Home Improvement is being made possible by Carrier for Ultimate Home Comfort. Turn to the experts turn to carrier now if you're outside the houston area don't worry about it we got a number for you as well 866-937-0003 that's 866-937-0003 but again 713-212-5874 is the number to call any home improvement question you have if you want to check out our website thipro.com that's thipro.com uh, when you go there, make sure you check out Overhaul for Hero. That's the video series we did on the Patterson home. Episode 5 is out. This is a six-part series. So next week we'll be unveiling the announcement to the Pattersons, you know, showing them the house and all that. So if you want to get caught up with all the videos, now's the time to go take a look at them. Overhaul for Hero, if you go straight to YouTube, Overhaul for Hero, and the whole series will come up. Otherwise, just go to our website, thipro.com, and click on the link that's on the homepage there. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our newsletter that goes out every other week as well. But now it's time to take some calls and answer some questions. 713-212-5874. That's 713-212-5874. Let's head to the calls and get my mouse going here. There we go. Larry, this is Jim. How can I help you? Uh, I have an in-ground swimming pool, and I'm looking for a company to remove and demolish it. Wow. You know, I had that same call when I did the uh, Dallas show a little while ago. Uh, somebody looking to tear out a pool and and get rid of it. That's right. What part of town are you in? Uh, Houston, Texas, just south of downtown. Okay, so you're inside the loop then? Inside the loop, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, in Houston... I believe the city requires a permit now to get rid of the pool. Uh, it used to be you could just cut the top off, jackhammer it off, collapse it, and you know knock holes in the bottom of the pool so it wouldn't float mm -hmm. and fill them in. Now, I believe the city of Houston is requiring you to remove all the concrete before they'll let you fill it in. Okay. 
And as far I don't know of any companies who that's all they do is remove swimming pools. I know we've done a, a couple of them, and given what part of town you're in, uh, Due West would be more than happy to take a look at it. So it's Due West? Yeah, Due West at 713-473-7156. 713-473-7156. Yep, and they're there till 4 today taking calls and could book an appointment to look at it then for okay. you. Great then. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. You bet. Take care, Larry. Okay, good day. And again, our number is 713-212-5874. If you're outside the Houston area, 866-937-0003. Any home improvement question you have, pick up the phone, give me a call, and like I say, I'll see what I can do to help you out here on Texas Home Improvement. And let's see, we're going to head to Round Rock. You must be listening to us up there on uh, 1370 AM, KJC. Yep, I am. How -hmm. are you today? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing just fine. What can I do for you, Jenny? I have um, water softener questions. We need to replace our water softener. Um, And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if I can say the name of the place we went. I mean, it's a good one. Go ahead. It's pricey. Um, uh, American water. Okay. Um, and it, it's a good one. I mean, they do good, but they're pricey. And I was just wondering, is, is, is it matter that much with a water softener, you know, should, or should I go to a big box store or what? Well, what, what's the matter <laughs> with the one you've got? It's, it's done for, it's 16 years old. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's time for a new one then. Um, yeah. you know, to be honest with you, the good ones are expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, if you go with uh, like a Culligan or uh, any of those big name brands, they're going to be expensive. You can get cheaper ones from the box stores. Uh-huh. They're typically not going to last as long. Um, you know, so it's really going to depend on how long you you plan on being in the house. I see. So, and and what's a normal life expectancy? Do you think of a a water heater? Or water softener, sorry. You know, if you're getting somewhere 15 to 20 years out of them, that's typically going to be about it. Okay. And do you have a a max price range? Like, do you think it would be just too expensive? or? Are we talking about just a water softener itself? Well, yeah. I mean, I mean what else would there be? Filtration <laughs> systems and uh, reverse osmosis, all, all kinds of other no, stuff that I've, go with I've, them. I've, yeah, I've had that before. I don't have one right now, but yeah. Okay. Um, no, just just the water softener. Okay, just a water softener. If you're going to buy one yourself and put it in, you're probably going to spend in the neighborhood of $1,200. If okay. you have a company come in and install it for you, you know, one okay. of the better type systems and, and somebody who's capable of servicing it and stuff. And that's and, and let me give you a real caution here. The biggest problem with buying one from the box store and putting it in yourself, there is mm-hmm. nobody to service these things. When you yeah. start calling around, yeah. nobody will work on them. Uh, so oh. that's where the, where the big ones, you know, the name brand people really come into play is, is keeping them serviced and working for years to come. Uh, okay. You're going to be looking at spending somewhere in the neighborhood of anywhere from three thousand to forty-five hundred. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh, 
Now they're, they that's may they may have something <laughs> cheaper, but that's that's kind of the the normal range. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we have very hard water. So. Oh, I know. I oh. used to live in San Antonio in Universal City. <gasps> and, uh, you had to have one because otherwise your your faucets, your shower heads, everything within just a couple of months were plugged up. The 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 yeah. the hard water was just unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, well, I appreciate your input. And, All right, um, Jenny, good luck with that. Thanks very much. You okay, bet. thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, that, that is the biggest downside to living in the beautiful hill country is, you know, most of the water comes from the reservoirs underneath, and it is just full of mineral deposits. So it's hard water, and, and you've, get, you've got to treat it to use it. 713 212 5874. That's 713-212-5874. And if you're like Jenny, outside the Houston area, 866-937-0003. Anthony, how are you today? I'm excellent, sir. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. What can I do for you? Yes, sir. Um, we have a townhouse here in the memorial, memorial area in Houston. It's a two-story townhome. It's an end unit. There are there are a total of uh, eight units in that in that one, you know, uh, line. Okay, on that one slab. Yeah, on the one slab. And um, we purchased it four years ago. And uh, right before we purchased it, the previous owner did the foundation. Okay, it was done with the Allied with a uh, lifetime warranty deal. Okay. Okay. Uh, I have seen over the last. I've been diligent, you know, I've been watering it, you know, as they told me and, you know, did all the stuff that I was supposed to do. But over the last six, seven months, I've noticed some, some cracking in the sheet, not much in the sheet truck, not much. I mean, it's not like major, but there's some. Uh-huh. And I was wondering, and I called the association and uh, they said, well, well, we did this new thing last year that. If you want to do anything with the foundation, you have to notify the others that are on the same slab. In the past, that wasn't the case, but I guess now it is. And my question is this, basically. Like, am I going to ever really have a 100% fixed foundation without doing the whole slab? Or is it, am I just patching up every few years? First, I will tell you that um, the city of Houston had a requirement for years already in order to pull permits. You had to have everybody on the slab sign off. Uh, And they did did do away with that a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of companies still required it because, yes, another unit could start moving and cause problems for yours. But the secondary thing I'll tell you, Allied did the foundation. It is yep. not unusual for them to not go deep enough, and okay. you have to have them continuously come out and adjust it. They tend to come out and make the adjustments, but a lot of people just get tired of them having to come out time and time again and end up having somebody else do it right. So okay. uh, my my first suggestion to you would be to call and have the foundation checked to see if what they did has moved. Okay. And if it has, get that adjusted uh, and then move on from from there. Do you have the number? Uh, not for Allied, I don't. No, but I mean somebody else that you can... Sure, uh, call Due West at 
mm-hmm. 473-7156. Okay? Anthony, have a great afternoon. i got to go. 713-212-5874. Texas, the only place you can get a wrong number and talk to the person for an hour and a half. The only place where 60 degrees is a little chilly. And the only place Jim Dutton wants to hang his hat. Here's more Texas Home Improvement with Jim Dutton. Hey, and this portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by Guardian Roof Systems. Whether you got a metal roof, a flat roof, a shingle roof, commercial or residential, Guardian Roof Systems is the company that can help you out. All righty, 713-212-5874. That's 713-212-5874. And, of course, outside the Houston area, 866-937-0003. Mike in Baytown, how can I help you? Hi, Jim. You you might not remember me, but y'all came out and leveled my house. I have a house on blocks in, uh, in Baytown. Uh-huh. And y'all did it when everybody else said they couldn't do it. But anyway, and it was great. But you probably don't remember, but my dining room and living room are, are, uh, and kitchen are all done in naughty pine. And this was put in back in 1950 when my dad built the house. And I'm going to do some remodeling. Is you go, you go to a, Alaska to do work, don't you? Yes, sir. I've retired uh, from there. but yes, I know I'm exactly who you are. Okay. Y'all sure did a great job on leveling the house. You were way much better job than anybody else had Thank even you. tried to bid. But anyway, is there some kind of a stripper I can put on that varnish? Because that's what it was, was varnish back then. Right. That I, so I don't have to sand the whole thing and do all that stuff? You know, they actually do make some really good chemical strippers. You would put it on and use a, a plastic putty knife to basically scrape off the stuff. Uh you know, it bubbles it up and, and comes off really nice that way. And then you got to clean it all up before you can put any new stains and, and uh, sealers on it or anything. Uh, if you'll go to Ace Hardware, they normally have that, that strippers. Now, not all the Aces carry the same stuff, so, uh, but, you know, your, your uh, better, bigger Ace locations will definitely have it. That was the first of the second question, and I'll be very brief. Is okay. My mother had my dad find a, a, a cook stove, a range, and it was called a Detroit Jewel back years ago. And it was kind of like the same bracket as Chambers, but a little bit different. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's a still in great physical condition, but it just the burners don't get really good again like they used to and things like that. Is there a reputable place in Houston that you can send those things in and get them rebuilt? I looked at one guy. And I could have gone down and bought the best things Sears had cheaper. But then again, yeah. he told me that the best things, some of the best things now, you can't use the automatic cleaner because they get so hot that it melts the computer in there or yep. the boards. And he said that a lot of the new ones wouldn't last five, six, seven years. And he said, oh, you ought to just keep your old Detroit Jewel and have it redone. Check with Norwest Appliance. Uh, I don't know if if they, if, you know, if it's something that they can work on or not, but that would be the place I would try. Okay, I'll give you a call sometime, and maybe you can come out there and check my house and see how much it's if it's, you know, because of course that gumbo moves. Oh yeah, block and base homes, they're they're gonna move. 
Oh, yeah, you got to take motion sickness pills if you're going to be there over <laughs> two or three years. Yep. Hey, thanks again, Jim, and I'll call you at the shop sometime and see what we can do about getting it checked. All righty, you take care. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 713-212-5874-866-937-0003. If you're outside the Houston area, let's talk with Ann in Wharton. How can I help you? Hi, we have an, uh 1970s home, and uh, the bathrooms all have these small pocket doors, 23 and a half inches. We want to widen that opening for wheelchair accessibility. Okay. Uh, the, uh, we cannot do it uh, put with putting a swinging door in there because of cabinets and other sliding doors on the side leading to that. So I've been told we could possibly rip those frames off and maybe gain, say, seven to eight inches. I would still not be able to put a door on there. We'd have to do some kind of improvised curtain hanging with a rod above the door. I want to know how difficult is it to get that pocket door out? Uh, Could a larger one be possibly put in that opening? Or what else could go in that opening? Okay. Well, first of all, pocket doors to take out is not that big a deal. You're going to have to take out the sheetrock that's over the side that the door slides into. And what you'll find is there's a header that goes all the way across, not only on the opening that you see, but all the way across where the door slides into the wall as well. All that's going to be opened up on both sides uh, in order to take out the sliding pocket door. As far as putting something bigger in, it'll truly depend on how far over you can move. And if you can only gain 7 or 8 inches, that's about all the size door you would gain. If you want to get it really larger, why not take a look at putting in like a bifold door? Uh, that, you know, would, would uh, you could make it virtually as large as you want then and be able to just bifold the door. Granted, you would see the door when it's closed. But uh, I think that may suit your needs. And if you don't mind, I'm going to put you on hold and come back to you right after news, traffic, and weather here on 740 KTRH. We'll be right back. There ain't nothing you don't know about home improvement. Stinking smart aleck. Here's Jim Dutton on Texas Home Improvement. Welcome back. Hey, this portion of Texas Home Improvement is brought to you by the best siding on the planet, James Hardy Siding. If you're looking for siding, you're looking for James Hardy Siding. Now, if you want to find more information, simply go to our website, thipro.com, and click on the link to James Hardy Siding. 713-212-5874. If you're in the Houston area, 866-937-0003. Outside the Houston area, we're talking to Ann in Wharton, and uh, Ann's got a narrow pocket door she's wanting to replace to make it wider to be able to get a wheelchair through there. And Ann, what I was saying is, you know, you could take that door out, open up the sheetrock on both sides, and use Sorry, a, bi- a, a, a bifold door that would really open it completely up to be able to run but in and there's out no, there. But there's no room to do that. There's, this is a, the, the bathroom is a, a hallway that approaches that. 
It's okay. also narrow, and there's there are there's a closet with sliding doors as you approach. A closet with sliding doors in the bathroom. Well, didn't you, you say you the cannot, bathroom has sliding doors, though? Uh, it, it yes, approaching the bathroom itself is the pocket door, but on right. either side, if you come in and go into the bath on the left side, are closets. And okay. I was told I'd have to take like you know those doors off and do you know take ten inches of that closet off, and I mean that would be major major stuff. I was just trying to. Uh, Get you know, get that pocket door out, but uh, there's no room for a bifold or any type of uh, of door uh, that that we could come up with. But uh, that was my question. If well, uh, how and, and see, I'm 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 sorry, I can't follow that because if you got a pocket door, that pocket door slides into something, so you've got to have the room there. The wall, for, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, it slides into the, the, the wall. So wall. right, so you have to open that up some in order to to do this and when i'm talking about a uh, a bifold door they make them where they're as narrow as just four inches wide it doesn't have to be one like the big uh shutter looking ones that are on closets uh the little the, the four inch wide ones yes you're going to have like okay. six pleats wide but it definitely would open it up to where you can uh, get in and out that door because you got to have the space for that other door to be sliding you know into the wall, yeah, and you're going to have to take some of that space out in order to do it. And, and I guess what you're saying is, where it's sliding over is a closet. Is that correct? Yes, it goes in in between both of those closets. It's yeah. framed right in between the two closets. So I got you. Uh, yes, you would have to go into the closet, and we were trying to eliminate that and hoping there was some type of door that would fit in that pocket door. It could go farther back in there, but we didn't know how difficult that was to get out. It sounds like you'd have to rip the sheetrock off yep. uh, from one of the closets inside there. It, you you definitely and, would. Okay, so that's why we there, were trying to just take the facings off and do a improvised hanging above the door. I'm going to give you a company to call who specializes in... Uh, retrofitting houses with stuff for wheelchairs and elderly and things like that, he may mm -hmm. have a better idea. Uh, it's called HealthLink Construction. HealthLink? Uh-huh. Okay. Their number is 281-578-3700. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And, and uh, on another... Sure. On another thing... Uh, in uh, the thing has a tub in it to yeah. do a shower, uh, which we do have the room for. I was told, uh, well, I mean, you would have to move the drain over. So how difficult is that to do, you know, in chipping up the slab and all? To, it's not uh, difficult. It it's not difficult at all, but you don't absolutely have to move the drain. It is an option whether oh. you want to move it or leave it on one side or the other. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's, that's uh, something else, actually, that HealthLink could help you with. Okay. Can, and also, final question, can sure. you paint over uh, uh, wallpaper uh, with a, I mean, do texture and then paint? Can you uh, if it is have a, a 
if it is a paper type wallpaper that is adhered very well, in other words, there's no loose spots, what you would do is paint it first with a primer sealer. Uh, I use a product called Zinzer, Z-I-N-Z-E-R. After you've painted it with that primer sealer, then yes, you can go ahead and texture, paint it, and you're good to go. Okay, but if it, this is not exactly paper, it's sort of a little vinyl-y thing, I think. If it's, if it's the vinyl, then no, you have to take it off. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Ann. You take care. Bye. Bye. Again, our number is 713-212-5874. Let's uh, go to Pflugerville. And, Bill, how can I help you today? Hi, Jim. Good afternoon. Afternoon. I have a question for you. We've we've uh, got to, got some roof estimates. Uh, we're original owners of a two story house that was built in 1995, and the estimates are saying to do away with the little turtle back vents and put in a ridge vent in its place. What's I, I'm just worried with as much heat as generated in a Texas summer in the attic. What's your opinion about the ridge vent versus the little turtle back vents? By turtleback, are you talking about the ridge vents? I mean, I'm sorry, are you talking about the whirlybird things? No, I'm talking about the ones that just, they just, they just, have, it's kind of like a turtleback uh, that comes up that has a screen underneath it. Oh, okay, you're talking about an airhawk type vent then. Okay. Uh, I'm just, I'm just describing like they described it. Yeah. My personal preference is to use ridge vents. In fact, that's what I have in my own house. If you have enough ridge for it, and you have plenty of soffit vents, that is actually the best ventilation system to do because hot air rises, it comes out the ridge vent. As the air is going up, it's pulling air in through the soffit vents. So that actually is my number one preference. Then I go to solar-powered fans. Not electric, but solar-powered. After that, I'll take a look at the airhawks and then the whirlybirds. So, yeah, I, I, I wow. would definitely okay. take a look at making that switch. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold if you have another question, and I'll come back to you after this break here. Let's talk about If I could live my life all over, it wouldn't matter anyway. Because I never could stay sober on the Corpus Christi Bay. Go ahead, drink it in. Goes down smooth. This is Texas Home Improvement with Jim Dutton. Hey, and thanks for listening to Texas Home Improvement all over the state on KJCE 1370 AM in Austin, WBAP in Dallas-Fort Worth, in Granbury, Texas, KPIR 1420 AM, and of course, KTRH 740 AM right here in Houston, Texas. 713-212-5874. That's 713-212-5874. When we left, I was talking with Bill, and Bill, are you there still? Yes, I am. Thank you. You bet. Okay, how can how can I finish helping you? Well, the other part, I, I have been I had been doing some research. It just made sense that if you're having a new a new uh, roof put on, that you know if you're going to do solar vents, then check it out. Boy, I, the reviews I have been reading are anything but encouraging. Cells yeah. uh, cells not going, you know, breaking down the the and then people if you buy it from a big box place they obviously they don't come out and fix it I, I, tell me about the, when you mentioned solar would, i'm interested okay i would never tell you to buy it from the box store 
I will tell you, if you're going to have them put on, you have your roofer do it so that, and he buys it and provides it so that if there's any warranty stuff, you got him to go back and deal with. But again, my first preference is the ridge vents. Uh, the only time I really tell people make that switch from the ridge vents to the solar vents is if your house just doesn't have enough ridge to do the ridge vents, then you need something that's going to actually move air. The thing you have to be careful of with the solar-powered fans is don't get too large a one. They're selling some of them that you know that are up in the 1500 and 2000 CFM. That's heavy enough yeah. and strong enough. It's literally sucking air from within the living space of the house. If you'll keep it down around a 1200 CFM, it's that's enough to move the air from the inside. You know, pull the air out of the soffits, but not so much that it's going to be sucking it up through the attic uh, entrance and through around light fixtures and stuff like that. You're not creating a, a strong enough vacuum in the attic to, to do that. So that's where a lot of people run into trouble. And like I said, do not use the electric-powered ones. The ones that use uh, regular 110 power, those things have, are notorious for catching fire and, and causing all kinds of problems. All right. Thank you. You bet. Bill, you take care. All righty, 713-212-5874. If you're outside of Houston, 866-937-0003. Arthur, welcome to KTRH. How can I help you? Hey, how you doing, Chief? Just fine. Um, I, I just recently purchased a home. Uh, it's a newly built home. It's a brand-new construction, uh, a Perry home. And um, I was curious to know if you knew anything about the uh, piping inside the walls, because I noticed that the uh, there's a lot of creaking that I hear. And uh, I, I spoke to the warranty people with them, and they seem to be blaming it on something called thermal expansion. Can you yep. uh, give me some insight on that? Thermal expansion is when you run either hot or cold water through the pipe. In other words, if the pipe was already hot and you run cold water through it, or it's just at room temperature and you run hot water through it, the pipe expands and contracts with the temperature changes. As it does that, it can make creaking noises, but normally the creaking noise is the pipe is in a bind on the 2 by 4s a little bit, and mm -hmm. so as it expands and contracts, it slides on that 2 by 4 and makes that noise and, it, and it's usually kind of a ticking like t -t 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 -t. exactly exactly yep. so what do you recommend because that's really on any any uh any bedroom i mean any bathroom or the kitchen wherever yeah. i use the water i hear creaking throughout the house in certain spots and yeah. you know a lot of the new builders they tell you to go check out their model and see uh that's that's their uh, uh i guess threshold or or whatever however they build the house itself i don't know if i'm making sense well, um, the unfortunate thing is, if it's up in the attic, you'd be yeah, able to find it and make an adjustment. If it's actually in the walls, unless you're willing to start cutting into sheetrock, you're mm -hmm. not going to find find it and be able to, to fix it. Because there's two things that can fix it. One, when the pipe was installed, if they'd have used a little grommet. In fact, we were, my uh, master plumber who runs the Houston plumbing company for me, uh, he actually had a class with his guys on Monday and was going over it. They make a grommet that you run the pipe through in order to avoid having that problem. 
or you make the hole large enough that the pipe's not in a bind in there. Either way, you can avoid that problem. But once the wall and everything is done, if you've got the problem, you got to go through the sheetrock to, to fix it. What would it. you recommend I do in that situation? Because, you know, uh, my wife and I, when we purchased a home, you know, we wanted to go with a brand new home so we wouldn't sure. have to deal with certain issues. And, you know, Perry's a reputable builder. Yep. And, um, you know, we had some issues with sheetrock and texture not matching. And they're pretty cooperative. They're fixing it. But, you know, I don't. I don't know if I should go over the people, you know, in the neighborhood, go over their heads and, and go to the, uh, to the main people who, who are running things and complain to them, or, or how would you recommend going about that? Well, you don't want to do anything that's going to void the warranty that you have on the house. So mm-hmm. I would say you need to go through them at the local level first. Put it in writing what your problem is, and okay. that in itself documents it and can escalate it up through to the next level without you having to do it. Okay. I mean, for the most part, you know, they've taken care of everything oh, sure. that, that that they have. It's a pretty reputable builder, but yeah. uh, I've had the plumber out here on three different occasions, and every time they blame it on thermal expansion yep. and say that that's the way it's going to be. So uh, the, the, uh, simple the, answer, was... yeah, the simple answer to him is that's crap. You should know that the house is going to have thermal expansion and should have uh, built you for know, it. They said they they blame everything on tolerance. Like yep. that's within tolerance. That's within tolerance. That was the word. I'm I was sorry. I gotta I gotta catch. Uh, I gotta take care of a commercial break. We'll be right back. We're back with more Texas Home Improvement. This portion is being made possible by Due West Foundation Repair. When you want the best, call Due West. Let's jump into another call here. Let's see who's up next. Nathan, how can I help you? Um, Yes, sir. I just um, closed on a house in Conroe, and there's an upstairs area um, that is kind of like a game room style area. And the plan was I was just going to put a wall in there and uh, turn it into another room. But I have kids that are going to be graduating soon and and, and moving. But I want want my boys, you know, to have their own kind of private area. But the the solid wood floors up there are just so beautiful. Yeah. And I hate to put something in so permanent. Do you have any suggestions for, like, something that I could put up there with a door and all that's more temporary than – Actually, I go in, you know, with two-by-fours and sheetrock and a door. Uh, how wide of opening is it? Oh, gosh. I'm going to say it's going to be about a 12-by-12. 12 12. It's not oh. very big. Well, about, about, about a, no, it's bigger than that. Okay. It's probably about 15-by-17 or something. It's a small room. Yeah. I'll tell you what I would take a look at. I, I mean, you're, you're talking about something that... You don't want permanent, easy to take out when the time is done. Take a look at room dividers. They use them in offices for cubicles all the time, and they actually make those that are 8 foot tall that you could run across there. They help with the sound. It can have a door on it, and it doesn't have to be fastened to the floor. And it doesn't look cheap. And, and Nope. You know, uh, you know, I don't want my... Yeah. Well, I guess I don't want my upstairs to look like an office is what I'm saying. 
Yeah, but you can put whatever coating you want on the outside of it for the look you want. Hey, welcome back. 713-212-5874. That's the number to call. 713-212-5874. Don't forget, if you miss any of the show, be sure to check out our podcast. It's available on iTunes or click the SoundCloud icon at thipro.com. All righty, again, 713-212-5874. If you're outside the Houston area, 866-937-0003. Let's head straight back into the calls. Gary, this is Jim. Welcome to KTRH. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Doing wonderful. How about you? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day outside. It is. Hey, this is my problem. I was taking down some wallpaper, vinyl wallpaper, uh-huh. and I was taking it down. I pulled the texture off the wall as well. Is there something I can pick up at a local hardware store where I can put that texture on myself, some roll-on texture or something I can do myself? There is, but it depends on what the texture was. Uh, what kind of uh, texture did you have on the walls? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not I mean, sure it, what kind of texture. Well, I, don't, like I, I, I mean, what's bubbles, it look like? like is a little it... sand. has like the little bubbles in it. Okay. Like hard sand, little dots. Okay, so your house is from... Like the seventies, yes. Okay, yeah, that is a sand texture, and yes, that's actually available at the at the you know if you go to uh, Ace Hardware or any of the box stores, there is a texture kit that's available, and there's two ways that it can be put on. One is to spray it on, the other is to roll it on. The roll on actually works very well. I will tell you that you typically have to make it thinner than the instructions call for. And then after it's applied, because it's an older home that's probably been painted multiple times, you'll have to put a few coats of paint on it in order to get it to match perfectly back. Great, great. Thanks a lot. All righty. You take care. Oh, yeah. And and let me tell you, whether it's a stomp-on texture or roll-on or whatever, the more coats of paint it has on, the more work you have to do to match it back because... You ha- it's not only just the texture match that you have to do. You have to match the layer of a- layers of paint, uh, and it changes the sheen of the paint with all those layers as well. So it- there is some work that's involved in doing it. 713-212-5874. Mark, welcome to KTRH. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for taking my call, and uh, thanks for all that you do. My pleasure. I have, I have a... Uh... You know, the classic air condition problem where one room is too cold and the other room is too hot. And uh, my experience has been uh, with a few air conditioned contractors that seem to be reputable, but they come out and uh, they take a look at it and they end up just looking at the uh, registers and saying, well, if you close this one and open that one, you know, everything ought to be okay. But it really doesn't work that way because then, of course, the registers that are closed up start making noise because yeah. the wind probably is going there pretty good. And my, my real question is, is what can I expect from a reputable air conditioning company that will come out and balance my system? I understand that some of the ducts are supposed to have vents that you can control. and uh, you They know. have dampers in them that you can control the airflow yes, that's going out, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, at, you know, at 100 bucks an hour for a fellow to come out and check that out, I mean, it can get pretty expensive pretty quick. Sure. And uh, so my concern is what can I expect from a reputable air-conditioned guy that really is smart and knows what he's doing and what to look for and, 
instead of uh, just kind of just trying his best at it kind of thing. Okay. The first thing they're, that they're going to do is they're going to come out and see what kind of temperatures are coming out of the different vents yes, because that, that gives them information. If it's really far off, they're, they're going to do a, uh, a test where they're actually testing the airflow coming out. They may even have to do a manual J to make sure that the unit is sized properly. Now, I'm giving you all the extremes. Yes, sir. Normally, though, all they're going to have to do is, one, they're going to come out and see the airflow, feel you know, see the temperatures using their little temperature gun. Then they're going to go up in the attic and look to see if there's any dampers in the ductwork. Some have them, some don't. If it if they can't find any dampers, they may tr say that they have to install some dampers to control the air. Which or in some cases, you actually have to install new duct in a couple of runs in order to change the size of the duct to get Absolutely. the air balanced out the way it needs to be. So it's really going to depend on what they find. But somebody who knows what they're doing is going to be first starting down and then going up into the attic to do the majority of it. Uh, if you want to call Due West Air Conditioning, yes, sir. Talk with Gary Bolton. Gary Bolton. Okay. Yeah, uh, he would be able to walk you through everything that needs to be done, and uh, you know, Norm or Jay would be able to come out and actually make those adjustments that you're talking about. Okay. Do they do any checking as far as? Uh, leaks in the dust. I mean, uh, oh yeah, that's that's out. That is all part of getting it balanced out right because most systems do have leak in the ductwork. Yes, sir. And if you don't patch those leaks up, you're you're losing air into the attic, which changes the airflow, which gives you the hot and cold spots. Absolutely. Okay. What I what I'll do is I'll go ahead and give uh, do us a phone call, and uh, we'll get them uh, out here as soon as possible. Okay. And, uh, Help me out with this. Uh, I really appreciate your information. I appreciate your show. Thank you so Not much. Not a problem. Take care. Yes, sir. Oh, and the number for Due West Air Conditioning is 713-475-0004. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. 713-212-5874. Any home improvement question you got, let's head to Pendleton, Texas. James, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, how are you doing this afternoon? I am doing wonderful. How about you? Doing good. I have a question. Uh, I am in the process of getting ready to build a home, and I'm at the stage where we're going to pick some windows. Okay. Well, most of the vinyl windows that I look at are junk. Yep. They are just pure junk. Okay. And I don't really want to go back to a vinyl or a, an aluminum frame window, but compared to the vinyl, I got to go back to the aluminum. Uh, I checked with a, one brand name window manufacturer, and they said we have a composite window. And he said, yeah, but they're like two to three times the price of the vinyl windows. Right. There's no savings there. So, any suggestions? You need to look at a manufacturer who has a good vinyl window. Dollar for dollar, they are still the best windows on the market. Uh, are composite windows stronger? Absolutely. But like you said, the energy savings, there is no additional energy savings. So why would you want to put that in? The, the vinyl windows will last uh, 
I mean, they're going to outlast typically anything that you need them to do. But you are 100% correct. There is a lot of junk windows out there. you got to make sure that you get a good one when you put them in. Uh, and the unfortunate part is there's only a few manufacturers of the windows, and they all label them with different names on them. If you will call America's Choice Windows, and not that he does new construction windows, okay. but he will give you the name of a good vinyl window that you can put in your home. Okay. That you don't have to worry about, and uh, you can talk to Trey over there. Okay. And you know we we tease him on the show about being the only windowologist in the state of Texas, but the guy knows windows. His number is seven one three. Okay. Four eight two eight nine zero two. Okay. And the name of the company again? America's Choice Windows. America's Choice. Yep. Okay. Not builder's first choice. America's no, choice. America's choice. Okay. And, and I actually have their vinyl windows in my house. I love them. They work great. Okay. Because I am a building inspector, mm-hmm. and I am looking for a class action lawsuit soon, and uh, because of the junk that I'm seeing. So that's why I called. I'm going. Gee, does anybody put in any? <laughs> Where do we go? Yep. So. I will give them a call. All righty. You take care. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. 713-212-5874. Let's go to Rockport, Texas. Charles, how's the fishing? Well, it's good. As long as you got fresh bait. <laughs> there you uh, go. I uh, heard your program several weeks ago. Part of it. I never heard of the bottom line. Uh, this uh, house was built in about 1993. Uh, I inherited it, so but I have a minimum amount of history. Uh, the dust is just really bad here, and of course, the sand is fine and a lot of salt in it. Yeah, uh, and I've talked to the neighbors, and they have the same problem. But the program I recall was is you were talking to the gentleman, possibly it was uh, associated with the uh, insulation in the attic. Yep. Yeah, there, the, the, some of the insulations that were used, uh, you know, back in the 80s, well, and some of them are still being sold today, 80s and 90s, cellulose insulation was using torn up newspapers and uh, uh, ground up uh, blue jeans, you know, so it was cotton fabric. And that stuff has a, a problem of degrading. Let me put you on hold for just a minute. I'll be back in just a moment with more Texas Home Improvement. Broadcasting from deep in the heart of Texas and all over the world at THIPro.com. This is Texas Home Improvement with Jim Dutton. Hey, this portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by America's Choice Windows, where you can get 10 windows for just $36.80, and like we were talking about a minute ago. These are great windows. These are not low-end, cheap windows. These are high-quality windows. You've really got to check them out. And one of the key things, if you're doing replacement windows, is you got to have one that not only looks great, 
holds up and has energy efficiency, but the cost point is where you can save enough to pay for the windows. That's America's Choice Windows. They truly have a great window. All right, let's get ready and head back into the calls at 713-212-5874. When we left, I was talking with uh, Charles. And Charles, I'm sorry I had to put you on hold so fast. Let me interject something into conversation. I've been up into the attic, and it is insulated, but one side looks like a paper material, and the other side is real thin policy uh, material. Is that what you have reference to? R- real thin what? Uh, grassy-like material. Yep, that's what you got, is you got a cellulose insulation up there. And as that stuff ages, and it usually takes it till it's about 20 years old, it'll start aging and it'll start breaking down and turning to dust. And that okay. dust, it, it, it comes down into the living space around light fixtures and uh, the the openings where the air conditioning vents are, things like that. Well, what would you recommend? I can have that taken out and a new product put in. Fiberglass. Use fiberglass insulation because it doesn't degrade. Um, and as far as taking it out, you got one of two choices. You can take it out, uh, which is somewhat of a pain to have done, but it can be done. Or... You can remove, like, the vent covers for the air conditioning ductwork, caulk around everything, seal all those openings up, and that will minimize the dust coming down into the living space. You can do the same around your light fixtures. You pull the fixture down, you'll find that there's either a metal or a plastic box up in the attic that that is down into the sheetrock, and you caulk and seal around all that stuff, and you're basically sealing all the access points for the dust to come into the living space of the house. Well, that would be a lot easier to do. And a whole lot less expensive. <laughs> but in the event uh, that I was going to change it, you just recommend any uh, type of fiberglass, or is there a brand? No, there are, none of the fiberglass are going to degrade, so any of them will be fine. Uh, okay. You know, Sometimes you want to try to avoid the, the ones that have formaldehyde in them. Right. But in general... Be, you know, beyond that, any brand will be fine. Well, I really appreciate your expertise, and I always get good information from you. Well, I appreciate you taking time to call, and uh, in, enjoy the fishing. Thank you so much. Bye. All righty. Bye-bye. 713-212-5874. That's 713-212-5874. We're going to talk with Kenneth and Umble. How are you? Just fine. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing great. What Excellent. can I do for you? I've got a engineered hardwood. It's on a slab. And for some, and I really don't know where it's coming from. It seems like I'm getting moisture because my cabinet, well, about six, seven years ago, we had a pipe break in the house. And anyway, there's a lot of it got wet. Uh, and none of the cabinetry was replaced. Uh, but some reason or another... All of a sudden, I'm starting to get spots showing up, and I water spots on my cabinets and things like that hmm. in the kitchen. And mm-hmm. you know, I've taken the sideboards off and I put paper towels underneath there to see if I could pick up any moisture. Uh, I've done all kinds of things, but it, it's water. But what, who, what, when, and where? I mean, I've, I've got no idea. 
Okay. Uh, you know, if it was just on the floor, that'd be one thing. But if it's up on the cabinets... That's... It's coming up the side of the cabinet. It, oh, it's coming know, up the side from the floor? Right. And the thing is, well, once I took that side, the, the toe board off, okay, yeah. there's a half-inch gap there, so I can't get up there anymore because I've got... I've taken a tow board up. You know, I could have done a capillary and went up the tow board. But um, I, I I never can find it on my tile or what, or anything like that. I, I don't find any water. I mean, I can find the damp well, moisture. that doesn't surprise me. Because if moisture comes up through the concrete or even gets down onto the top of the concrete... Unless it gets high enough to get over the top of the tile, it can run under the tile. Uh-huh. The tile is sealed, so the moisture won't necessarily come up through it. Uh, if you don't mind, Kenneth, I'm going to put you on hold for a minute. i got to take a break for news, traffic, and weather, and we'll come back and, and finish talking about this because a lot of people have this problem and, and need help addressing it. We'll be back with more Texas Home Improvement. your nuts and bolts. You're with Jim Dutton on Texas Home Improvement. Hey, this portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by more plumbing supplies, bath, and kitchen showplace. Go beyond the box stores. Go to bkshowplace.com. Alrighty, 713-212-5874. When we left, I was talking with Kenneth. And Kenneth, are you there still? Yes, sir. Okay, you said that you'd taken the kickboard off and so yes, you got a, a half inch gap did that keep the moisture from growing any further on the cabinets yes sir okay that tells you then that you are getting moisture up more than likely through the concrete but it could be getting moist you know moisture underneath is the dishwasher or refrigerator anywhere near this area dishwasher is within three or four feet Okay. It is possible. A lot of times people don't realize, but the dishwasher, yeah, it has a water supply that comes to it, but a lot of times it doesn't leak unless the dishwasher is being used. And have you have you checked that out real close to make sure that it's not leaking when it's operating? Right. Uh, well, I can answer that one real easy. It's broke. Oh, well, that ain't working <laughs> that way, is it? <laughs> Yeah, it just uh, it went. It, it's it's that time. Now it's about twelve years old, so everything's starting to go. Okay. You know, it's and I'm starting to have to replace things every so often. Yep. And it's well, one of them. More than likely, what's happening is with all the rains we've been getting this year. You know, I know yep. the last month was dry, but prior to that, we were getting so much rain, the soils got saturated. Moisture will travel through concrete. It will literally wick up through it. And it's very likely that the moisture has been wicking up through the concrete and then it gets onto the wood and wicks up further up. The way you can tell for sure if that's what's happening, someplace where you can actually get to the concrete floor itself, you take a one-foot square piece of plastic, tape it down, and what you'll see is in within 24 hours, it's going to be full of moisture underneath that plastic. You take the plastic away, it'll start drying out again because the air conditioning system will dry it out. Under your cabinets, when you got the kickboard and, and everything sealed up, the moisture level can increase. And okay. so that could be what's causing the problem. 
Because everything's around those cabinets, you know, that the yep. engineered wood floor right there on the side. You know how if you find if finally sand a piece of wood down and then you go back and tack it, you know, you're going to get your grain comes back. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's what it seems like on my uh, the wood floor right there. In that one. It's all in the same area, and it just that's what it seems like on that wood floor right there. My grain came back. You, you know, it also could be that the moisture source... Even though the dishwasher is not working, there could be a slow drip in the line going to it, and that over time could saturate the concrete as well. That would allow this to happen. Uh huh. And to be honest, from what you just described, because the fact that it's isolated to that one area, yes, sir. Uh, that's a more likely scenario that you're getting a drip somewhere that's not creating a puddle. But it's getting the concrete moist and uh, and just allowing that one area to do this. Mm, okay. If you look under the sink, a lot of times there's a shutoff valve that you can shut off the water going to the dishwasher. And since yours isn't working anyways, turn that valve off and kill the water supply. Right. That's it's it's off. I turned it off the other day. Okay. But, um. So it's been out about two weeks. Uh, this problem's been going on for a while. Yeah. But um. The um anyway, uh, so the best thing to do, the only place I've got to where I can actually get to my concrete floor is in my garage. Now and you it's could, not AC. You got one other place since the dishwasher's not working. Pull the dishwasher out, and and more than likely underneath it is concrete. I'll check that. That's a possibility. I, I don't remember. I pulled that thing out two or three times. Uh, you know, checking it out, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember whether it's uh, concrete or not under there. Yeah. So um, I can check that one out. I got, I have one other question. Okay. And it won't take me just a second. Who, if you had somebody to uh, check a my slab, mm-hmm. uh, I've got the corner on the slab. When the house was built, you know, sometimes they go in and they patch the corners, they get hit, and the corners get knocked off, and they go yeah. in and patch them. And uh, I've got a couple of those, but I was just wondering if, um, who would you get to check a slab out? For for foundation movement? Yes, sir. Without question, do west. Okay. Since uh, that's my family business. Okay. You got a number? You bet. 713-473-7156. Got it. Now, those corners that you were talking about, because a lot of people have that, and I want to use this real quick, Mm -hmm. that is not a foundation issue to worry about. What causes that? You got concrete being poured. It's exposed on two sides, so the corner dries quicker than the rest of the concrete does. The yes, reinforcing sir. doesn't reach all the way out to the corner, and so when it dries faster and it's not reinforced, it tends to get a, a kind of a, like a fracture crack there, and over time they just fall off. Uh-huh. It, it is nothing to worry about. Okay, that's that's what kind of what I was wondering about whether it was something to really worry about or not. But um, I would like somebody to you know just verify that. Hey, I need work done or I don't need yep. work done. Yeah, call call the office and uh, they'll be more than happy to book that for you. Okay. Uh, I can do that. All righty. Thank you much, Kenneth. Yes, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.
Alan in Sugarland, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Hi, Jim. Thanks so much. I really appreciate your program. Thank you, sir. So, I got an electrical curiosity. I wonder if you might help me uh, think about. Okay. I moved into a house about a year and a half ago, and uh, we have a room with a ceiling fan and an adjustable switch with, with three or four settings. And uh, we also put in that same room a cabinet that's like a curio cabinet that has a touch uh, selector to turn the light on and off. It's mm -hmm. a multiple setting as well. And um, when we turn the fan on about two or three out of 20 times, it also flips the light on in the curio cabinet. Do, do you know what could cause that that connection between those two circuits? Because um, if, if the fan is on or off, you know, normally it'll go on and off and you can switch the different speeds of the fan sure. and it won't turn the light on. But every once in a while, that light will either flicker or it'll turn itself on. Okay, I'm going to answer this when we come back because that is a great question. Hang on. Welcome back to Texas Home Improvement, your total home improvement source. This portion of Texas Home Improvement is made possible by Sunburst Shutters. You won't find better shutters for your home. And I want to thank them for taking care of this portion of Texas Home Improvement. Now, when we left, I was talking with Alan in Sugarland. And Alan, are you there still? I sure am, Jim. Okay. Alan's got a problem where he's got a fan that has multiple settings. And he has a wall unit that has a light that has a adjustable setting on it as well. Now, is that a touch light, or is it that is. one where you just have a switch that has multiple settings? Nope, just a touch light. You tap on the uh, metal frame of yep. the of the hinge or whatever, and it uh, turns the light on three different settings. Okay, the ceiling fan, the re the buttons that you're using are those on the wall, or is that on a remote? It's on the wall. Okay. My guess, and this is purely a guess on my part, is that the wall unit and the ceiling fan are on the same circuit. Even though they're not on the same switch, they can still be on the same electrical circuit. And depending on where the switches are, at the time when you hit a different button, it's sending a current through that's hitting that touch uh, light and activating it. Okay. I'll tell you what will probably clear this up is if and and uh, would be if you put a uh, you know on computers you have a, a surge protector you can plug into the wall and plug the your computer into it. Sure. If you had a surge protector on the plug that you plug that wall unit in with, I think it would eliminate the problem. I was wondering about that. Okay. It's a good thought. Some type of additional impedance or something in the yep. circuit, maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. You know, I thought you were going to recommend Duist Electrical, but uh, <laughs> this is the next best thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot, Jim. I appreciate your help. And again, appreciate the program. No problem. Thank you, sir. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep. No Duist Electrical. Not, not, a, not a line of business I care to get into. Too many... Uh, Little things in that that I just don't want to deal with.
Let's talk with Joe. How are you today, Joe? Oh, fine. I have a problem. Um, the beam that runs across my ceiling in the garage cracked, and the ceiling started to come down. Um, so I put a 4x4 four four across it, another one attached to it, and a hydraulic jack and jacked it level. But I need someone to come out and fix that for me. Okay. And what kind of weight did you have in the... Is it a room above it or, or is it an attic? No. It's just a, it's just a, an attic. There's nothing up there. And you don't have anything up there? What caused it no. to, crack, to break like that? My son was going up there. There's a, um, a ladder that goes up there, a retractable ladder. Ah. And he went up there for some reason. And um, he said he heard a crack when he got up towards the top of it. Okay. So. Well, typically those are made of wood. And so really what you need is a uh, carpenter. What part of town are you in? Spring. Okay. I'm going to tell you, call Victor's Remodeling and Construction. There we go. 832-243-9997. Thank you. You bet. All right. Good luck with that. Thank you. Yeah, that can be a, a pretty major problem. You start having beams like that break. Let's, uh, let's see here. Let's talk with Rich in Spring. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. What can I do hey, for uh, you? Jim, I was calling. I'm going to be putting in a hardwood engineered floor mm -hmm. uh, on a second floor house. And when I went to the flooring company, I had planned on nailing it down. And they're telling me that they don't guarantee if they would to, if they were to install the floor nailed down. They only suggest glue. I was wondering... Have you heard of that? I have not. Because it's so common. You don't see a problem. No, it's it's common to nail wood floors, especially if you're going down on top of wood, like a, a pier and beam house or up on the second floor. Uh, I personally would prefer to nail them over glue them. That's what I said. I've laid floors down for 15 years, and that, the only time we've ever glued it down was in a high rise because it was on a slab. Yeah. Now it could be that for some reason that manufacturer has that recommendation but uh for that particular floor i can't think of why it would be but i mean weirder things have happened but uh, quite honestly i think i'd probably look for a different floor to put down okay maybe that maybe that'll be it great thank you very okay. much you have a great weekend you too take care yeah, you know, there's a lot of different types of floors out there, and it's impossible to know why each manufacturer prescribes the way they want it done. But let's face it, they all have their own preference how they want to get things done. We're going to take a real quick break here. When we come back, I'm probably going to have time for one more call. Timothy, I'm, I think you'll be last call of the day. Catherine, I'm going to apologize because I don't think I'm going to get to you today. So uh, we'll be back in a moment with more Texas Home Improvement. Texas, the only place you can get a wrong number and talk to the person for an hour and a half. The only place where 60 degrees is a little chilly. 
and the only place Jim Dutton wants to hang his hat. Here's more Texas Home Improvement with Jim Dutton. And I want to thank Lauren DeCora for taking care of this portion of Texas Home Improvement. Let's get to the last call of the day. Timothy, how can I help you? Yes, hi, Jim. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Yeah, I have a question about uh, I'm helping my dad and my mom to fix the um, the bathroom. Uh-huh. They used to have a fiberglass, like a bathtub right. kind of thing. So I took them out, and we're going to just put in a, a shower Okay. Uh, with the light towel. But I wonder, I took uh, the sheetrock out. I put in the wonder board or the cement board. Do mm-hmm. I put on it? Do I need to put anything on the back of of that uh, thing before I put that wonder board on? Uh, on? Yeah, you'll, you'll want to put a moisture barrier behind it before you put anything else. Use like a Tyvek or something, a hardy wrap, something like that that's breathable so that if uh-huh. water goes through the wall, it doesn't penetrate to the wood, but uh, air is able to pass. So, yeah, Tyvek or something along that line works great. You really don't want to use plastic because it can sweat and and cause other problems. Where can I get that thing at? Home Depot, get them? Oh, yeah. Any box store will have it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Timothy, have a great weekend. That's it for Texas Home Improvement this weekend. I hope you have a great week. Enjoy the rodeo cook-off, and, hey, have fun out there at Rodeo Houston. Talk to you next weekend.